0: I'll be reading from the New King James. If you'll turn to Luke chapter 9, if you're using the Red Pew Bible, it'll be on page 867. Page 867. Luke chapter 9. Jesus made several statements about the true cost of discipleship. This is one, verse 23. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Good morning, and welcome to the Lord's Church here in Katy. If you're visiting with us this morning, you are our special guest, and as Brother Andrew said earlier, I would ask that you just stick around for a few moments and let us get to know you a little better. Uh, if you don't like what you hear this morning in my sermon, uh, and you are visiting with us, don't worry. You can come back next week, because I'm just the intern. I'm not, a, I'm not the normal guy. Uh, next week, we're going to hear from our brother Jordan Moore, and he may not be as good looking as I am, but he is definitely a much more experienced preacher, uh, so you should come back and hear him. Uh, briefly, um, I have to just say a thank you to all of you. Um, this summer has been uh, so great for me, and I, I cannot articulate how thankful I am to have this opportunity from the eldership. Um, I know all of you very well uh, since I've been very young, and uh, it has just been so great for me, and uh, you've been so welcoming and, and so accepting of me, and I've learned so much, and I really appreciate everything that you have all done for me. During the reign of Marcus Aurelius, who came to the Roman throne in 162 A.D., Polycarp, who is traditionally thought of to be one of the original students of John the Apostle, uh, he was uh, sentenced to die uh, by burning at the stake. And being a man uh, who was nearly 100 years old, the Roman governor who was, uh, over his execution, offered him a stay of execution if he would only renounce his faith in Jesus. This, was why he was being, uh, this is why he was being sentenced to death. Uh, it is said that Polycarp calmly replied with these words when asked if he would renounce his faith. Eighty and six years I have served him, and he has never wronged me. How then shall I blaspheme my Lord and my King who has saved me? Then, um, amid a howling mob of people, he was tied to a post and burned until dead. Persecution for those who follow Christ has existed since before he even died on the cross. From the beginning of our Lord's ministry, uh, he was mocked and ridiculed, and so were his followers. And at the end of his ministry, this persecution escalated to his death on the cross. Really, though, <clears throat> he, uh, he did not enjoy a comfortable life. It wasn't just his death on the cross that was uncomfortable. Uh, his physical life before then, uh, once his ministry had begun, uh, was, was very uncomfortable. Luke 9:58 tells us of a young man who came wanting to follow Jesus, and Jesus let him know that it was not a physically comfortable thing uh, to, uh, to be his disciple. And while, uh, yes, Jesus may not have, have had a place to lay his head, as he tells that young man, um, there were many other things which he gave up and which he bore uh, in order to be our Savior. If you would please turn in your Bibles to Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. So here we have two things. We have Jesus coming in the form of God, however, taking the form of a bondservant. It's interesting when you think about uh, what it meant when Jesus told uh, told us to carry our cross. We, uh, as we just read, uh, deny ourselves, carry our cross, and follow Him. <clears throat> now, obviously, people at this time would be familiar with what carrying a cross meant. However, uh, Jesus, uh, He literally carried this cross, and as we read in Philippians 5 through 8, uh, He was God. However, He took the form of a bondservant. and so. When I think about what it means that someone who has taken the form of a bondservant, however, is still in the form of God, to be bearing a physical cross, uh, it it gives me pause. Uh, It makes me realize that, uh, obviously, this is something that I need to consider. It's something that I need to, to think about when I think about my walk with God. Obviously, the cross is a great symbol of Christianity. Uh, but, but this is one of the ways that Jesus lets us know how we are to be more like him. So uh, this morning we're going to look at exactly what it means when Jesus says uh, for us to deny ourselves, carry our cross, and come after him. His death on the cross was a great physical burden uh, that he had to bear. It was um, the most painful way possible that the ancient Romans uh, had devised to to make someone suffer. In John chapter 19 verse 17 it says, Then he bearing his cross went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is in Hebrew Golgotha. Now, um, why exactly Golgotha uh, was named as it was, why it was named the place of a skull, um, there was a little bit of debate about it, but um, some say that uh, from some sort of angle it was a hill and it resembled a skull. Um, A more likely explanation is that it was a common place of execution, and so there were uh, probably some human remains scattered around, but uh, we know Uh, We can approximate that it was about 650 yards from where uh, Pontius Pilate's palace was. So that's about how far Jesus had to bear his physical cross. And we know, um, or we can estimate, uh, that uh, the cross, the crossbar on his cross, which is what he was carrying to his place of execution, weighed about 110 pounds. Um, It could have weighed a little bit less. Of course, these are estimations, but um, just giving us an idea of what it meant when Jesus literally uh, bore his physical cross. Now, of course, keep in mind what we read in Philippians chapter 2, that he was in the form of God, but he took on the form of a bondservant. And his death was obviously uh, very painful. It was was thought of and it was planned uh, to be as painful as possible. However, uh, there was another burden that Jesus bore that was not strictly physical. It was spiritual. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 says, The Lord hath laid on him, that's Jesus, the iniquity of us all. And 1 Peter 2.24 says, uh, Who bore himself, that's Jesus, our sins in his own body on the tree. Jesus, he was a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Uh, We know from Hebrews 10.4 that uh, the sacrifices of the Old Testament, of the Old Covenant, uh, they were insufficient for the full removal of sins. And Jesus knew that in coming down to earth, um, that he would have to be that sacrifice. And he knew that he would have to bear the sins of you and me and every person who would ever live. However, what's so significant about Jesus being incarnated in a human body and coming down uh, was that um, it meant that he was going to be separated from God. It meant that he was going to have to leave heaven uh, and he was going to have to come down and live on earth as us. Again, as I said in Philippians 2, taking the form of a bondservant. And I think one thing that we think about when we think about the burdens Jesus bore, we think about uh, the cross and we think about the physical life that he had and how it wasn't really easy. Uh, but one thing we don't always think about is what he left. Uh, even if uh, Jesus had come down to earth and he had lived in the greatest palaces that the world had to offer, he enjoyed the finest foods, uh, that would not have compared to what he had in heaven. And not only did he uh, not enjoy those things, he came down and had some of the worst of what the world had to offer when we think about what Jesus did for us and how he carried his cross, we have to consider that not only did he have uh, a, pr- a pretty rough life here on earth, he also left something that uh, was so glorious that none of us could even understand it. Uh, he, left, he left the side of God and he left heaven uh, and came to earth. And uh, now we're going to talk about uh, why he did that and, and, and how he did that. And uh, the, the way he did that was willingly. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 14, verse 36. Jesus says, All things are possible for you. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Jesus was not forced to suffer like he did. Uh, he, was, uh, he had a choice. And, However... Um, we read here that um, he was putting his choice and uh, he, was, he was taking his choice and putting it in God's hands and saying, um, I would rather not do this, but it doesn't matter what I want. I want to do what your will is. Matthew 26:53 tells us as we sing in the song that he could have called 12 legions of angels. He could have ended his suffering right then and there. Um, however, the next thing he says uh, in verse 54 of that same chapter, how then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? Jesus was so completely concerned with doing the will of God. He was so completely, uh, completely committed and convinced that his purpose was to do his Father's will that he gave absolutely no thought to his own comfort. Uh, and if the two ever came in conflict, his comfort and God's will, well, uh, we know how the story ends. He, we know what he chose. So we have Jesus. He has told us in Luke chapter 9 that we have to carry our cross. And he, through his life, has showed us what that looks like. Uh, He has showed us that it means giving up our own comforts. It means uh, always considering God's will. And we know that Jesus carried his cross literally, physically, uh, to Golgotha. He carried it uh, throughout his entire ministry, not enjoying any comforts. And we know that he also carried his cross spiritually. He he carried his cross by coming down to earth and being willing to leave the glories of heaven and come down to a fallen world. Uh, And we know that he also carried his cross willingly. Uh, We know that um, he... He did not want to be separated from God. He didn't want to have to suffer this. However, uh, it didn't matter to him that he didn't want to do it because it was God-willed, and so he did. Now let's talk about our physical cross and, and our spiritual cross. Around the world, many Christians are, pers- are persecuted, and one thing that, uh, that is kind of un- misunderstood is that Christians are actually the most persecuted religious group in the world. In some Muslim countries, Christians face much more persecution uh, than we do here in the U.S. Uh, we may sacrifice our time and our money and maybe some of our efforts, but uh, we don't sacrifice our lives like some Christians do. Uh, in Pakistan, uh, there are some, some laws written about blasphemy. And if you don't know, Pakistan is a theocratic government, which means uh, the religious leaders are also the political leaders. And there are some laws about blasphemy that make it very difficult to be a Christian. And some of these laws um, carry with them a death sentence. Uh, And while pressure from various international groups usually end up getting these death sentences commuted to life in prison, uh, the real danger in being accused of blasphemy in Pakistan does not come from the state, it comes from what happens after uh, you're accused. Uh, Most often what will happen if someone is accused of uh, blasphemy, uh, and this often happens to Christians, is a a mob forms Uh, the public will uh, hear about this accusation and they'll become angry and they often burn uh, burn the homes and businesses of those accused and they will sometimes even drag them out of their homes and kill them however here in the u.s we don't have to worry about that Uh, we have religious freedoms and we're so blessed to live in this country Uh, but there are still some physical things that we have to bear Uh, We have to give up our time sometimes, we have to give up uh, sometimes our money, we have to give up sometimes our comforts, we may have to be embarrassed, Uh, but compared to what Jesus and and people in other parts of the world suffer, uh, our physical cross is very light. We also carry a spiritual cross, and our spiritual cross is the sacrifices that we make to be better followers of Jesus. Uh, We can't bear the sins of others, and we can't even bear our own sins like Jesus did, Uh, but what we must bear is exactly what Jesus said in Luke 23, our cross. And this cross represents the responsibilities of obeying God's will. I think it's important also to consider what else Jesus said about the cross. Uh, In Luke 14, 27, we read that if we cannot bear our cross, we cannot be his disciples. Uh, Later in verse 33, he says it this way, uh, So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all he has cannot be my disciple. Jesus expects a full commitment. He expects a commitment of heart, soul, and mind, and he expects you um, to to forsake all you have, to get rid of, of everything else in your life for him. Uh, if you will, imagine a, a big long list of everything that's important to you. And they're ranked uh, one through uh, however many things you have that are important to you. So, uh, number one for many of us may be our family. Uh, maybe number two is your career. Or uh, maybe uh, maybe number three is um, your worldly possessions, your money. Um, for many of us, however, number one may be God. And that's good. Uh, doing God's will should definitely be number one. However, what Jesus is saying when he says that we must forsake all we have... He's saying that we have to take this list and we have to put God at number one and numbers two through infinity uh, can't even come close to how important number one is. We have to get rid of everything else that's number one because God is a jealous God. He wants to be in our hearts and he wants nothing else to take, place the, take the place of our, in our heart that, uh, that he wants, that he deserves. What Jesus is saying here about being, uh, being a disciple. Um, if you if you remember in Luke 14:27, he said, "If we do not bear our cross, we cannot be his disciples." So if we don't bear our cross, we cannot be his disciples. So it would follow then that if we do bear our cross, we are his disciples. It's interesting that Jesus here uses the word disciple. Um, A disciple is someone who learns from someone else. If you are a disciple of Gandhi, it means you learn from Gandhi. If you are a disciple of Jesus, it means you learn from Jesus. So why is Jesus making this distinction that if you bear your cross, that you are his disciple, or the way he says it is, if you cannot bear your cross, you cannot be my disciple. Why would he put this stipulation about bearing your cross? Because to people of this time, all the cross was, was an image of execution. It was, uh, that would be like Jesus saying, if you cannot sit in the electric chair, you cannot be my disciple. And that doesn't really make sense to us. We don't really understand uh, what does that have to do with, with, with learning from Jesus. However... Uh, the cross represents Jesus' suffering. It represents what Jesus went through here on earth, uh, physically, spiritually, uh, and and the things that he went through in order to to do God's will. Now, he's telling us here that when we suffer like he did, when we bear our cross like he did, we are learning from him and becoming more like him. Many are willing to uh, to reign with Christ. They want to enjoy the blessings that God offers, but they're not willing to suffer with Christ. If you want to turn in your Bibles uh, to Philippians 3, verse 10, this verse says, uh, it's Paul talking, and he says he wants to have fellowship with the sufferings of Christ. Now, fellowship uh, is, is about coming together. It's about being with someone. However, um, how do we have fellowship with sufferings? How can we, um, how can be, we be with Jesus' sufferings? Well, the way that we do that is by suffering like Jesus suffered. We have to f- suffer physically and we have to suffer spiritually. And it's all about doing God's will. It's all about doing it willingly. It's about a, a volitional choice. First Peter three fourteen: 14, uh, we are blessed when we suffer for righteousness' sake and we're told to sanctify God in our hearts. Uh, and then later in verse 17, it says, For it is better if it is the will of God for us to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. I think today there is an attitude among some Christians that, um, that God wants us to be exempt from suffering. He wants us to, uh, to have an easy life. He doesn't want us to go through hard things. He wants us to, uh, to enjoy comforts here on earth. And, um, but this, this belief uh, in, in God wanting to take away our suffering here on earth is not taught in the Bible, and it's not taught by Jesus. In fact... In, first, in Philippians 1 verse 28 it says uh, if we are truly followers of Christ there will be adversar- adversaries Excuse me. and then in verse 29 uh, we, we read that if we suffer uh, for acting like Jesus it is a gift it is something granted to us and the reason that it's granted to us is because this suffering makes us more like Christ when we experience the same things that he experienced uh, suffering for the will of God it makes us more like him it builds up our character Um, And we know that we will suffer. If you want to turn now in your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character and character hope. So, from tribulation, we get these three things. We get perseverance, character, and hope. Now, we know that that these tribulations are obviously very constructive, and they're a good thing for us. They give us uh, perseverance, character, and hope. And these three things help us to be like Jesus. Jesus had perseverance. uh, Through his entire ministry, Uh, he never wavered. He never uh, never faltered in doing God's will or being dedicated to God's will. Uh, And also, uh, Jesus had uh, character. He certainly had character. Uh, anytime that he was confronted by Pharisees, he was tempted by the devil himself. Uh, no, his character was, uh, was impregnable. It was, it was unbreakable. And Jesus obviously had hope. Uh, we know about the things that he said on the cross to the thief next to him. Um, Today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus knew uh, his reward and he had that hope. And so when you think about it, these things don't come, uh, when we're reading Romans chapter five, these, uh, these three things, perseverance, character, and hope, don't come from just, um, uh, come from just thinking about what we want to do, or they don't come from feeling really good. They come from suffering. They come from tri- tribulation. Uh, and we know that we are uh, commanded to suffer, and we know that uh, the reason that we, want, we are commanded to suffer is because it is constructive and it is a good thing, and we're told to rejoice in it. Uh, suffering, however, can sometimes uh, it can feel like we're being worn down. Sometimes uh, when we suffer, we feel like uh, it's, it's not constructive, and, and that makes sense. This summer, I've had the privilege of getting to uh, work out with my brother and friend, Kent Bruno. Um, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we meet. For lunch, which uh, we we don't eat anything, we just uh, go to his garage and we lift weights. And and afterwards, after I'm done suffering—that's a—that's that's that's definitely the right word to use. Uh, Once I am done suffering, I feel worn down, and I don't feel like I've gained any strength. Uh, It doesn't. Once I'm I'm done working out, there have been times when I have just fallen on the floor of his garage because I'm so tired. Um, However. Uh, Despite not feeling um, like I have gained anything after the workout and despite after my suffering I feel like I'm exhausted, Um, over the summer I have become stronger uh, than I was at the beginning of the summer. And the reason for that is because I have gone through tribulation, I've gone through suffering, I've gone through uh, pain in order to build myself up. And spiritually it works the same way. If we know that truly following Christ causes suffering, then it follows that if we are not suffering in some way, we cannot truly be following Christ. Uh, This does not mean we're not joyous. We can certainly have joy in suffering, and we should have joy in suffering. But that joy comes from having the knowledge that this suffering makes us more like Jesus. Uh, We don't have to suffer on a cross uh, like Jesus did, but um, he certainly was willing to do that. And how unwilling are we, Unwilling to suffer uh, the embarrassment of talking to maybe a coworker or a friend about our faith. How unwilling are we to suffer uh, the time that it may take to study our Bibles every day? We should make tangible goals uh, to be more like Jesus in particular areas. We should say to ourselves, um, "Okay." This week, I'm going to carry my cross better in the area of sacrificing my time to the study of God's word. I'm going to to take my phone, I'm gonna set an alarm for my lunch break, and when I have time in the day, um, and when that alarm goes off, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to study God's word for half an hour. I'm not gonna let my study of the word of God uh, just happen if I happen to have an extra minute. We should say to ourselves all right self, I'm gonna carry my cross better in the area of kindness. Uh, The people that I live with or the people that I interact with every day, I'm going to pick one of those people, and I'm going to write their name down, and I'm going to intentionally think of something that I can do that will make their their life better, something that is kind uh, that I can help them with. We should say to ourselves, all right, self, I'm going to carry my cross better in the area of sharing my faith. I'm going to identify someone in my life that I believe that I could uh, have a positive impact on by sharing my faith or sharing a message from God's word. And I'm going to plan out what I'm going to say to them in advance, when I'm going to say it to them. And I'm not going to let uh, the sharing of my faith just, um, I'm not just going to hope that it will happen. I'm going to plan for it. In carrying our cross this way, we learn more about what it is like to be like Jesus. Many people are willing to wear a crown in glory, but they're not willing to wear the same crown that Jesus wore, the crown of thorns, of pain and suffering. We want to put on that robe in heaven as we sing in the song, but we're not willing to put on the same kind of robe that Jesus wore, the robe of mockery and scorn and contempt. If we want to be a true child of God as Jesus was, we are going to have to suffer, and there is no shortcut. However, at the end of Jesus' life, there was something different that happened. Uh, At the very end of Jesus's life, after he died on the cross, um, he proverbially, proverbially, excuse me, put his cross down. And we know that the same thing is gonna happen. After he died, he no longer had to go through pain and torture and he no longer had to be separated from God. Uh, He was resurrected and ascended to heaven and continued being uh, in fellowship with God. And one day, uh, we will get to do this too. At the end of this life, if we've carried our cross like Jesus did, spiritually, physically, and willingly, uh, at the end of this life, we will get to take off that crown of thorns, and we're going to get to put on that crown in glory. We will take off uh, the scarlet robe, and we will put on the robe that we sing about in the song. And pain will no longer exist, uh, and with it, our physical cross. Revelation 21.4, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There will be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. We don't have to worry about any sort of persecution from a mob. Uh, Christians in Pakistan won't need to worry about being accused of blasphemy in heaven. Uh, They won't have to bear that physical cross. Uh, They can enjoy the blessings that have been guaranteed to us because of Jesus' sacrifice. In Luke 23, verse 4, uh, Jesus commits his, uh, his spirit into his father's hands. Uh, Jesus knew what was happening uh, before it happened. When he was hanging on the cross, he knew that uh, his suffering was going to come to an end. And we can have that same confidence. Uh, we can have that same confidence that if, if we have been obedient and we, trust, we can trust God and he will take care of our spirit. Additionally, uh, our separation from God will no longer exist. That's our spiritual cross. We won't have to, we won't have to deal with, uh, with, with failing to please God uh, because we will be in fellowship with him in heaven. John 14, uh, verses 2 through 4, many of us know this passage. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Jesus' separation from God ended uh, because of his obedience and willingness uh, to uh, to do God's will and to bear his cross. And if we carry our cross here on earth, we are promised rest, and this rest includes fellowship with God. I'm so thankful that, that Jesus gave us this example of carrying our cross. It's an excellent analogy. Uh, it shows us that uh, while Christianity is certainly about forgiveness and redemption uh, and grace and mercy, there is also an element of suffering. Uh, it's, it's not all about God wanting to alleviate our suffering here on earth. Uh, it's about us realizing that our suffering here on earth makes us more like Jesus. and It's about us realizing that uh, that suffering is a good thing. And I'm so thankful that uh, Jesus and, and gave us the perfect example of, of bearing our cross and how to do that, not only physically, but spiritually, um, and he did it willingly. If you have some sort of need this morning, if you want to know what it's like to bear your cross if you want to enjoy the blessings that that has to do uh, with, with coming to God and, and bearing your cross uh, if you want if you are a Christian and, and you struggle bearing your cross maybe you've, you've dropped it maybe uh, you are struggling to pick it back up if you have any sort of need this morning come as we stand and sing.